<laughs> I basically write about, uh, I could say love in general. Okay. Love, but it's usually sad, heartbreak, sad songs. Uh, I don't know. That It's just what comes to me. Like, I, yeah, like the connection between people or ex-boyfriends, current boyfriends, boy, if, like, if I did <laughs> one boyfriend. Uh, yeah, and that's kind of the content, always, okay. for some reason. This is The Talent Next Door, and I am Ife Mikey Feta. Today's episode is my conversation with the incredibly talented Cynthia Toll. Cynthia is a Toronto-based vocalist, pianist, and composer who performs in a wide range of solo and collaborative projects. Born into a musical family, she has performed alongside jazz icons including Guido Basil, Terry Clark, Bernie Sinensky, and Robbie Bolters. Classically trained, Cynthia began to specialize in jazz in early years and then branched out to Latin jazz at Carleton University in Ottawa. Cynthia and I talked about her music, its content, touring, her love for family, and much more. I first encountered Cynthia in concert on the last stop of a tour earlier this year in Schaumburg, Ontario. My takeaway from that encounter was that beyond being a great pianist, Cynthia had the ability through her music to take you by the hand and lead you to a familiar place, one of nostalgia. There's an effortlessness she brings to bear on the intricacies that is imperative in the jazz musical genre. There was a sense, at least for me, that if she could make beautiful such level of complexity, that there was a way that we, non-singer-songwriters and piano maestros, you know, everyday people, that there was a way we could transcend the often complex and complicated plays of life and create beauty of it as well. Here's our conversation, and don't forget to listen to Cynthia's live performance of a single, Dancing on My Own, at the end of the show. Enjoy. Welcome to the show, Cynthia. Thank you. Thanks Hi. for having me. Hi, how are you? Good. I am very excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Okay. Also, I think I need to update my bio. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's been so. Uh, it's been so long that one. How no, long that's you... no, that's a good. That's it's fine. <laughs> okay. It's like it's up to. It's like there is. You said everything correctly. Everything's right. <laughs> okay. But it's just like yeah, I gotta gotta update that. Okay. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, I. Guess you know, we've had this conversation uh, a few times, but yeah. I was uh, I was in your audience uh, when you performed yes. in Schomburg, yeah. um, and that's where I heard you perform. But before that, I had uh, seen videos of yours and uh, you know watched you on YouTube, and I was really you know taken with you know just just your ability and the fast you know the craft of your music. Thank you. Um, so I'd like so you to you know just run us through how it started and uh, yeah yeah. Well, I kind of, I came from a, a very musical family, so, which is, or I come from a very musical family, which is really nice, and I'm very lucky, I think. Uh, like, my mom is a singer, pianist, songwriter. My, both grandparents, like, my papa played his last gig when he was, like, 85 years old or something, his last New Year's gig, and he was a guitar, he is a guitar player. Um, and then my grandmother is an accordion player. Um, and then my uncles are both working musicians, so they're like a drummer and a bassist. So yeah, it's kind of like, it's been in my life, my, my entire life. Music has always been there. 
Um, and then it wasn't until though, like grade 12 when I was like, oh, wow, I think I'll go to school for music. And then in university, I was like, oh, wow, I really like what I'm doing. Maybe I'll continue this <laughs> and like really take this seriously. Okay. So, so, so part of your, uh, part of your story is that you were trained for 14 years, like yeah. classically. Yeah, I classical started, piano. yeah, I started on classical piano. Okay. So, and, and that just came because you were surrounded by music? How did that uh, happen? That, no, that came, like my mom, she kind of made us practice when we were, okay. she put us into lessons and like, uh, like, cause I have three other siblings, so there were, there's four of us. Okay. Um, so yeah, she put us into lessons and like, I was forced to practice when I was a kid. So I didn't even want, yeah, it was like, okay, do 20 minutes of practicing, then you can go play outside and then you can go do your thing. But I had to, or 10, 15 minutes. And so I had to practice and that's where I was classically trained. Okay. Um, yeah, I had a teacher. She was really great. Marjorie Saunders. She's actually from Aurora. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah, right? So it's close to Schaumburg, if you know that. It is. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so that's where I was classically trained. And then I would actually go to um, a camp. It's called IMC. I went there for like five summers, and that's where I kind of uh, got some jazz lessons here and there. Okay. Um, It was like a five-day camp. And, yeah, and then I would just hear, though, jazz, and I would hear all these different genres through my, my mom and through my grandparents and my uncles, so... Yeah, but that, uh, that's fascinating, though, because there are, there are kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so would it be safe to say that you gravitated towards music? Because you could take lessons all day long for a million years. Right? Well, that's Your the parents thing. could make yeah, you do it. Very but if true. You're not, if you're not interested in it, if you're not fascinated, it's so could, you, could, we, could yeah. we say that? Uh, yes. Like, I, but the, honestly, the fascination kind of came later for me. Okay. Which is, I never hear that, and it kind of freaks me out. <laughs> like, whenever I listen to interviews, they're always like, oh, I remember the first time. Like, I always liked it, and I always kind of knew that I was like, I was like, okay, like, I don't know. I liked it. Okay. But then it wasn't until I was playing with people in university, and like, I was really, I mean, I, yeah, grade 12 was fun, doing my lessons and going to lessons every, like, week. But... Yeah, the fascination came later when I got to share what I knew with other people, I think. Okay. So, like, the connection uh, through, like, sharing music, I think. Uh-huh. That's when it was like, oh, my God, I love this. <laughs> nice. So. Uh, so that's community? Are you referring to community? Like, yeah. When you say, okay. Yeah, I think so. And okay. I was in bands in high school. Like, that was fun. Like, uh-huh. I was in concert band, rock band, <laughs> and that was sharing. But I didn't understand it, I think, until later. Okay, so. okay. Yeah. But, but is there like a can you can you think back to a moment where you know it happened? Mm-hmm. Is there do you have any such moments? In your um, life? Well, one say like one of my friends from university, he was like a like integral part, I think, of me developing my like skills and my like because he was from Brazil and uh, it was the first time I had like heard I had fun with music and I had fun playing with him okay. and like it was like a, oh wow I didn't know it could really not that I hate I didn't I feel like I'm making it seem like oh I hated it before and then I loved it it was just kind of like a realization okay where it was yeah I think it was in like first or second year where I was playing with him and then other people too and it was like oh wow this music is amazing and it's so much fun to like share what you know with other people and like play with other people how has music, in, in terms of the people you listen to, how has that influenced uh, what you now do? I think if you listen to something enough or uh, if you 
like one time I was listening, which is, this is a huge compliment, but like I was listening to, do you know Michelle Camilo? He's a really amazing uh, like jazz pianist, okay. Latin pianist. Okay. And I was, I had been listening to him literally for like a week straight maybe. <laughs> okay. And then I was playing with my friend and he's a drummer. He's like, and then we we're playing and then he saw us. He's like, have you been listening to Michelle Camilo or something? Oh. And I'm like, uh, yeah. And he's like, oh, my God. He's like, you're playing. And I'm like, oh, thank you. But it's it's weird. Like, So I think whatever you listen to, uh, without even thinking, it just kind of comes out sometimes uh-huh. of you. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So you go off to, to Carlton. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say that phase of your life entailed in terms of what it has done for your music and your art? What, what, did, what did university do for your music? Yeah, I think it kind of, it just gave me a foundation um, for, and then to go from there. So I'm from here, like uh-huh. just north of Toronto, and I wanted to kind of like get away. And because I think all my siblings had gone away for school. Okay. So I was like, oh, I'll go away for school too. Uh, and Carlton had a, seemed like a good program. So I was like, why not? And go to Ottawa. Okay. Uh, yeah, and it just, I had a really great teacher out there. Um, he had lived in Toronto, Mark Ferguson. Okay. He's a pianist and trombonist. Uh, and yeah, I met a lot of different people. I met so many great friends that I'm still friends with. And it just kind of opened me up to so much, I think. And yeah, it created the foundation for like playing, yeah. for gigging, uh-huh. for like professionalism in my music. And yeah. And, and then also, obviously, like, the, my, learning my jazz piano, like, from Mark. Okay. Um, yeah. And then connecting with other people. and. So it was instrumental in a, in oh, a certain sense. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think going out to Ottawa was a really, yeah, it was a good decision. Because <laughs> yeah. it also gave me kind of, because now that I moved back here to Toronto, it's like I'm kind of new, new back in the scene. I, even though I'm from here, I was never, like, in the scene. But okay. now I'm, like, coming back here. And I've had my experience in Ottawa. Uh-huh. So it's, like... And I still know, like, my parents or my, like, uncles and everyone, they have... They already have a kind of network that I was... That I knew before it. Okay. So, okay. So, yeah, it's nice, like, coming back. Nice. But also being new. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. So you, you were on tour, and that's how we met initially, because you were just concluding your tour. Yeah. What, what, what was tour like? What was touring like for you? Was this the first time you went on tour? It, uh, well, it was the first time I went on tour with, like, my own band, okay. like, in myself and uh, my music. I'd been on tour before, like, with other bands, being, like, a pianist and background singer, because I was in a band in Ottawa called Horea Band. Okay. And we toured around Ontario slash Quebec. And then I was also in a band with Little Scream. Little Scream's like a really amazing artist from Montreal. Have you heard of her? Yeah, yeah, I have. She's she's, really great. Yeah, I saw... I think while I was preparing for this, I had to I had to look her up. But oh, she's yeah. She's really good. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was so happy to be on that like gig. Uh, we had a couple of gigs together. But yeah, so I've, I've toured like randomly with other artists. Um, but this was the first time where it was my own stuff and like me doing it. Okay. So was that, was that a lot of pressure for you? Yeah, it was like, it was pressure. It was a lot of stuff like going on. Slash I did everything and also my manager kind of was helping me. Okay. He actually did a lot. But um, 
yeah, it was, I realized that you really have to kind of take care of yourself when you're on tour. And you can't, yeah. What does what, what, what does it feel being a, a band leader of sorts? Like, well, well, that's <laughs> the thing. I, I realized that, like, it's hard. Because I also played with, like, different bands everywhere I went. Okay. Just, like, to keep the costs low and, like... So you uh, have to source a local band when you get yeah. to a place. Well, so I did that. So Ottawa was fine because I knew everyone in Ottawa. Okay. And, but I still had to rehearse all the guys and have the show that night. Uh -huh. And then Montreal, I brought in a guy from Toronto, a great friend. Um, and then he came to Montreal and then he knew the guys who I, we played with in Montreal. I see. But I rehearsed all of them that day mm -hmm. and then had the like three-hour gig that night. Um And then, yeah, when I played in London, it was a whole different band. Uh, it was all, it, they all ended up really fun and really good, but it was a lot of work. Okay. Because, yeah, it was the same kind of material-ish, uh, but with different people and trying to make it tight and trying to make it good. And you have, like, two hours to rehearse. Mm -hmm. So it was good because I used great musicians. Okay. Um, but it was just a lot of work, I realized. So I want to do it maybe differently next time. <laughs> okay. So it was a good trial run. Okay, uh, yeah. so w w at this point, would you know the people who gravitate to your music, or is, have you have you noticed a pattern in, in people who 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 tend to be like fan wise? Audience? Yeah, uh, yes and no. It, it really ranges because you played to a cross section of people the other day at Schomburg, which was uh, yeah, like very rarely do you get to see someone who can you know cut across that range of ages. Oh, cool! Thank I you. I think um, so. Mm -hmm. um, would you? Yeah, yeah, like, um, it depends, because since I played jazz and also my stuff is kind of poppy, too, uh -huh. I have, like, really old people who love jazz and will come out, but then I also have kind of my age and uh, 30s who will also like it, or even younger than me sometimes, like 20s, uh, yeah, who will like it, Um so yeah, it's a really wide range, but I'm actually I'm still trying to find my like sound mm -hmm. and you know where I like streamlining kind of because I like so many different genres, it's kind of hard to like zone in. So tell me about your writing process. Um, do you do you write most of your material? Yeah. Um, yes, my writing process is I, I'm in a phase right now. I feel like I'm in like a transition phase okay. <laughs> because I'm wanting to write more and I'm kind of tired of all the songs that I've been playing so uh I lately I've been trying to write like maybe half an hour or an hour a day like just sitting there even if like I have no inspiration or I have no nothing coming to me just like sit down and write but in terms of like process I guess it's usually the kind of the chords so you write from the piano right? yeah like, yeah, okay. yeah yeah I okay. always write for the piano okay but sometimes when I'm lying in bed rent This didn't happen to me ever before, but maybe like two or three months ago this started when I'm lying in bed and then just like lyrics come to me and I'm like, wow, that would be great. And <laughs> if, so, if I wasn't about to go yeah, to sleep. Yeah, or, well, or it's like when I can't sleep or like right in the morning when I wake up and I'm like, oh, wow. And then I either have, I'm lucky and I write it down and then it's either terrible or like, or it works. And I'm like, wow, I'm so happy I wrote that down. Uh, or yeah, it just leaves me. But, yeah, so usually it's, like, the playing first, and, like, I get a chord structure or chord progression that I like. I have to talk about the content of your music, though. Oh, Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you touched upon it the other day uh, 
in between sets and yeah. you, were, you were talking about. So what what do you write about from that? <laughs> I basically write about, uh, I could say love in general. Okay. Love, but it's usually sad, heartbreak, sad songs. Uh, I don't know. That It's just what comes to me. Like, I, yeah, like the connection between people or ex-boyfriends, current boyfriends, Boy, if like if I did <laughs> one boyfriend, uh, yeah, and that's kind of the content always okay. for some reason. It's the connection. Have you? Is there a happy love song in there? <laughs> uh, dancing on my own when I was by myself. <laughs> that's kind of like the only <laughs> happy one. That's like self love, though, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Which is good. Which is a great video, by the way. I, oh, I thank love you. it. I, I, it's one of my favorite Thanks. things to that, watch right now. That was oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah, that was a fun. That was a really fun. And that video was shot where in Ottawa? No, in Toronto. Okay. Yeah, at like a warehouse thing. Uh, that was really fun. But, yeah, that's kind of the only happy song. Um, yeah. I don't know. It just kind of, that's that's when it all comes to me because it's, like, almost therapeutic, I think. Do you think it's easier to write sad, it's easier to write sad love songs than it is to write happy love songs? Well, I think when I, f- oh, this is <laughs> really deep and yeah. sad. When I, when I feel happy in a relationship, then I will. Well, no, not even that. It's, like, and I actually have written some recent um, happy ones or nice ones. Okay. And so, <laughs> but they will come easier to me. But that's just always, I get into these shitty, stupid things. And then I'm like, oh, and then I'm crying at the piano. And then I write good songs. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, that's kind of how that goes. I okay. don't know. Okay. And maybe some happy ones will come. Uh-huh. They will. But, Yeah. You know, uh, p- people talk about art as a way of navigating the world. Um, personally, for me, writing is, you know, it's a way to navigate. Yeah. You know, s- certain things are happening in your life and you can't explain it. And you say, hey, I might as well write about it. Mm-hmm. And you, the more you read what you've written, the more it starts to kind of make sense or it may yeah, not even or you, make sense. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, What's music doing for you right now as a as an individual? I think it kind of like it like drives me almost and it makes me like work harder. I, mean, I don't know, for me it's what I love to do and so I think the I want to get like as good as I can be. I want to like I don't know if there's such thing as like reaching your potential, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like I want to try to work as hard like with my piano and with my voice and just kind of um Yeah, do as much as I can do and play as much as I can play, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, since that's the kind of... I can't picture myself really doing anything. I, I would not be a good, like, nine to five. I would, like we were saying before, I was like... I don't know. And also working for someone else, which is... I I have done. I've had, like, jobs here and there. Like, I worked at Costco. I worked at, like... Uh, I was a waitress somewhere at a... Actually... I always, I'm never sure if I should like shout these people are like in Schaumburg actually, in this corner. Have you been? Okay. Uh, no, I haven't. Oh. <laughs> We're it's about a great restaurant. Say. It's in the plaza. It's in like the Timmy's Plaza. Oh, okay. And it's like right in the corner and they have a really good breakfast. Oh, for real? Yeah. There's a, there's a new shawarma spot there. The shwa- yeah, Joseph's it's, it's around is the corner. crazy. It is. That is really good. <laughs> okay. And that is new. Yeah. Yeah, it's it like is new. a couple months old yeah. or something. Great folks as well. Yeah, yeah, they're really nice. But it's yeah, it's in the corner. You know where like the uh dry cleaners is? 
No, okay. <laughs> the hardware uh, store. Yeah, hard. Yeah, yes, I did. yeah, yeah. It's like right in that oh, little. Oh, okay. Nook no, kind okay. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. So I worked there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Two summers. I don't know how I got on that topic. Um, oh yeah, working for someone. Yeah, it's good. It, I mean, you have to be disciplined to like work for yourself and mm-hmm. be, do everything yourself. But like, yeah. So music is just kind of the thing in my life. I don't know. That's good. Yeah. That's good. A lot of people are conflicted. And I think part of the reason I talk to, to people um, mm-hmm. is this sentiment that, uh, you know, you know that you're, you're driven by something. And something yeah. is it's inside of you and it's passionate and all of that. How do you, it's more or less a juxtaposition of what you want to do versus who you are and how you get to. Yeah. And there's this murky place in between of how mm-hmm. to stay alive and survive and all of that yeah. stuff. Um, so for people who have been able to, you know, I applaud you. Oh, thank you. For being, uh, you know, for getting out of the murk and just being, you know. Thank you. Well, you know, it was a like, straight and narrow. It was a great, like, honestly, my parents slash family had a huge, like, part to do with that. Uh, just because they really, they were so, um, and you saw, right, you saw, like, my whole family there. Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, but yeah, they really were. They didn't push me, but were uh, encouraging for me to like follow what I want to do and do what I want to do. And so, yeah. But thank you. What do you do when uh, when when everything goes to when everything oh, falls apart? Yeah, um, which I, happens I, a lot. <laughs> you know, I I, I actually like that question. Yeah, I saw that. Yes. Uh, um, how do you how do you keep it together when uh, when everything is falling apart? I usually like call my mom and okay. then she That's a good plan. Yeah, well that's the thing and she kind of gets it which is really nice because she's she's an artist herself and she had she actually tried to do basically what I'm doing while having four kids and raising four kids. So she spent her life raising us mm-hmm. and then was like uh, booking shows and like rehearsing bands and doing her thing but wow like I can't imagine doing that while trying to, like, raise a family. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, like, I don't know. Uh, So she, I, like, call her and then break down, and then she kind of, Builds you you back up. Yeah, and says everything's going to be okay, and you just have to, you know, keep going. Uh, So, yeah, that's kind of what I do. But those breakdowns happen quite often. (laughs) Does music help at all? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then I will go to the piano. And also, when I'm feeling shitty, I will, sometimes I just need, like, a, really good practice i feel really good after like playing Mm -hmm. so so yeah that's kind of what helps me i think that's good that's a good answer the mom the mom is always a a good a good place to run to yeah yeah it's always okay uh future projects like uh what i know you've spoken about an ep for Mm -hmm. next year Um, yeah is that still still in the works Uh uh-huh it's uh i want to just kind of uh, the new songs that I'm currently writing such that I've written this year. Okay. I'm going to put those out. I think I have a single coming out actually in January or February. Okay. Uh, and yeah, just putting new music out in in 2020, which I'm really excited about. Okay. I think I'm recording late January. So, yeah. Awesome. It's kind of future, future stuff. Also, I'll be playing a lot. I play, do you know the Royal York downtown? The, um, Probably not. It's a just a hotel, um, and I think I might be playing there like twice a week. Okay. So regular there. Uh huh. Um, and then Shangri La I play at. 
I've been, the, I've been, I've been a Shangri-La. Oh, yeah. I think my friend, a friend of mine, got married there. Oh, like really? In one of the yeah, it's halls. really pretty. Yeah, it's a pretty place. It's like gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's like regular stuff, and then my recording original project. I'm really excited to just release new stuff. I want to do that. Good. So magic wand take every uh, inhibition away, um, every limitation. Where, what, where do you want to be? Where, like, where do you see all of this blossoming into? Um, oh, that's a quite good question. I don't know. I think. What you mean, like, where would I be? Like, where? Yeah. If you know. In five years, or when, or like yeah, now, yeah, or. If, yeah, like let's say everything was working yeah. as it should. Yeah, you had all of the production, you had all of the studio time. Honestly, you had I all think it would the... be. I think it would be working with like really great artists and musicians. Is somebody you have? Is there somebody you'd like to collaborate with? I mean, like with? right. I feel like there's always someone, yeah. but like right, right now, now, I've yeah. been really. Um, Mark Ronson is like, do oh, you know who Mark? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and he's so good, and I'm like, oh my god, I want to <laughs> okay. work with him so badly. <laughs> yeah, his yeah, his his dope. Right, he's yeah. so good. Yeah, him and like Stevie Wonder, obviously, like I love because okay. he's just like great. So that would be amazing. <laughs> okay. I also love Charlie Puth. It would, I think it would just be like connecting with these <laughs> okay. artists and maybe like writing with them. Okay, so that would be the magic wand thing, I think. Awesome. Or performing with them on stage, that would be really cool too. Awesome. That's a that's a brilliant answer. Oh wow, thank you. <laughs> I just Stevie thought of Wonder? It. No, once you throw in Stevie Wonder in there, everything is great. <laughs> yeah, John Mayer. Oh uh, yeah. Performing with him on stage. Yeah. Or writing with him. Uh-huh. This is getting me excited now. <laughs> <laughs> well, just carry on and right? go go Perfect. on with the list. No, but it'd be great though. I think John Mayer is a is a fantastic choice. Yeah. Yeah. So that would I think collaborating with these great musicians would be really fun. Okay. And artists, yeah. No, I'm very, very, very excited. Uh, I think I think that's a fascinating way to end this. Great, thank um, you. Thank you for having me. No, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I, I'm just, I'm just a true fan, like I said, of your work, and I thank hope you. you keep making music and you you keep pushing the boundaries, you keep pushing the limit. There's a there's a there's a need for such, um, such crop of people in the GTA, I find. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a supporter and I'm a fan. Well, thank you for having this musical um, podcast because this <laughs> allows us to, you know, come out and like talk about our thing. So, thank you. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm here probably alone. He sits staring at his phone. Words won't do us. So I'll be dancing on my own, my own, my own. One thing led to the next. I'm feeling fine and then upset. Oh, busy talking all night long. Well, I'll be dancing on my own, my own, my own.
Thanks for listening to the show. We hope you enjoyed it. You can find more on Cynthia on her website at www.cynthiatoro.com and also follow her on Instagram at underscore Cynthia Toro Music. We are talking to new and interesting artists across the greater Toronto area and we can't wait to share these conversations with you. Follow us on Instagram at The Talent Next Door to stay current in new episodes and everything else we're up to. Until next time, it's bye for now.